Cosmic Christ Podcast with your host, Ascended Master and Enlightenment Instructor, Reva Christ. Theme music, Tears of Joy by David Beslian, BeslianStudios.com. Welcome back to Cosmic Christ Podcast. I'm Reva Christ. We're on episode 12 and we'll be continuing with the Edenic Mind teachings from the book The Covenant of Christ, The Edenic Mind, taken in dictation through my human identity, Irma Kuru, and published by Cosmic Christ Publishing. The Covenant of Christ, The Edenic Mind is available in the Kindle store of Amazon worldwide. Jumping right into the cosmic stream, the plan of Eden was ordained to be superior to the dark and dull world that man has created. Jesus defines what it is to be superior. To be superior is to be above the ordinary, the dull, the commonplace, the dark, and the redundant. To be superior indicates not only extraordinary physical value, but mental and sensual value as well, for anything superior imbues the receiver with higher sensations of excellence, purity, wholesomeness, aesthetics, tranquility, contentment, and serenity. Such a superior mind and body flows holy light. If you want a superior mind, seek the mind of the God that is perfect. Matthew 5.48 Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Jesus tells us, The God that is perfect is the one that does not kill, the God that is healing, the God that restores, the God of peace, tranquility, serenity, and contentment. Seek the mind of such a God first, and then wash the darkness from your mind that causes you to kill and torture the innocent, and start acting with a holy mind that is peaceful, serene, and content. Then you can claim you are superior. If you want a superior body, seek the body of God whose ethereal body is perfection, such a body radiates pure light in all directions, so that the world may benefit if they have clear eyes that see. Such a light is purifying and transforming. Such a light erases darkness and polishes the soul, so it shines. Seek the body of such a God first, and then purify your own hardened heart and darkened mind, and call on the superior light to cleanse you. Renounce the darkness and live in purity by embodying and acting in holiness, and then you may say you have a superior body. If you want a superior lifestyle filled with lavish material goods, seek first the God whose superior wealth comes in the value of his golden soul, which is pure white and without blemish. Such a God commits no wrong, intends no harm, and causes no suffering or calamity. He bestows perfection in peace tranquility, serenity, calmness, and contentment on all who seek him. Seek the God with the perfect soul first, and know the true imperfect wealth of heaven, and you will know the only lifestyle that is superior is the lifestyle that is holy. But if you seek what is common, then know what is common is not superior, it is not golden, it is not pure, it is not white, and it is not holy. For what is common is also what is popular according to the ways of men. The common is made by man and promoted by men, and so the common is a part of man's world, and what is common serves only men 
and these common things are inferior because man is inferior to God. Man is a hard-hearted killing machine that seeks to serve his own needs and places his own survival above the survival of all other species, including the survival of his environment and his planet. Such actions make men fools, and this is what makes them inferior in mind and body. And for all their wealth of which they boast, nothing they own is shiny or pure, for it is all stained with the blood of their ill-gotten gains. Even their wealth is inferior, for whoever lives by the flesh dies by the flesh, but whoever lives by the light lives also in heaven. And if the uncommon comes along, and it carries and promotes the common themes of violence, depravity, slaughter, and killing, it is still common, for the message has not changed. Therefore the uncommon is common and also inferior. My new covenant is not about the inferior mental programming of the past, but about the superior programming of the future, as it was written in Isaiah and is still true today. Isaiah 43, 18-19 Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? It will make a way in the wilderness, rivers, and in the desert. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Enoch tells us, and I quote, the new ministry is a ministry that serves Eden, because the new ministry serves what is natural. The Edenic mind is the mind of creation. It is the mind that created the heavens and the earth. It is the mind of God, and the mind of all things that God created. For as God is all things, so the imprint of his mind is within all things, and only man, in his willful rejection, turns away from God's mind, and instead goes his own way, and creates destruction and he wipes out the imprint of God from his mind. As man believes he is the sum of his flesh and bones, so he is also the sum of all his ailments and his diseases, for he is the cause of all of these things, with his artificial and synthetic foods and poisons that pollute the environment. Man's intentions, his thoughts, and his will are not aligned to his Creator. They are aligned to the darkness that we know as the pit of hell, the oblivion of the damned, the wasteland of the dead. Mother tells us, The new Eden is the Edenic state of mind, the Eden in Christ mind, as Eden was the first fertile planting ground of the Creator, God's seeds. So the mind is also the fertile planting ground of the Creator, God, and the covenant of Christ has come to make your minds fertile once more, as they were in the beginning, during the period of innocence when you first arrived, on planet earth. Understand, the covenant of Christ in Eden that you see on earth is only the physical representation of our esteemed body. The governing body of the covenant of Christ resides here in the afterworld, in the realm of heaven, in the city of Zion, in the mountains of Alphadum, located directly under the Omega Twin Star. Our human administrators are our personal conduits through which we channel our messages and teachings. The covenant of Christ in the New Eden announces the second coming of Christ on earth through the power of metaphysical correspondence and alpha soul transfer. 
The soul of Jesus Christ will be carried by his chosen wife, Reva, and his first apostle, Mercy Heavens. These names were given in order to show they are our people, and their names are recorded in Heaven's Registrar of Saints, Angels, Messengers, and Divinities. As you partake of the teachings and wash yourselves clean of former programming, and you take upon you the new covenant, so you are confirmed in our society, and you are given a name that will also be added to Heaven's Registrar. We have a teaching ministry, and our message is one of emancipation from flesh ideas. Our curriculum focuses on spiritual and mental intelligence and spiritual and mental excellence, and our goal is the reformation and restoration of the human mind to its Omega Alpha state, for it has been written in Revelations 22.13, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. The Alpha state is the first and the Omega is the last, but in between is the Eden, the manifest state for the flesh journey on earth when all knowledge is collected and refined in Omega, and then released to Alpha at the journey's end. As we have released a manual on the Alpha and a manual on the Omega, and as we have released a titan of information covering the four teachings and laws governing all three stages, Alpha, Eden, Omega, so the Book of Eden will focus on the Eden journey of the Edenic mind, Eden in Christ, for you will be connected to Christ's mind where you take the cloak of Eden upon you as your cloak to wear and to cherish all the days you live on earth. While it is said that the Alpha stage is first, the Alpha is not remembered. The first point of memory begins in the Eden journey. Only the sentient mind knows its roots are in the Alpha stage before corporal creation, for the sentient mind is the Alpha mind web, the web of all creation, the web of life and of existence. The mind that is born on earth inside the human form awakens first to alpha and innocence and then as the mind gets full of man's programming the destiny of the mind changes. If the programming serves alpha the omega mind is born. If man's programming does not serve alpha there is also no omega. This is the reason for the reformation and restoration of the mind. Coming out of the cosmic stream, I will be reading a dissertation from Jesus Christ on the mind as a fertile planting ground. The fertile mind is like the fertile ground. It is hungry for planting and thirsty for seeds. The seeds of Eden are the teachings of the Creator and the web of natural life. All natural life is organic, born through the Creator's mind and the Creator's mind alone, with no human interference. No human hands formed the atmosphere you breathe or the planet you live on. No human hands made the water, the soil, the mountains, or the trees. And no human hands made the kingdoms of life. These were created long before you were ever conceived as an idea in the Creator's mind. Because you have been raised in metropolitan cities, you are unaware that the earth was covered in forests and fields, glens and mountains, valleys, dales, meadows, and deserts, and these things were created without the use of human minds, human hands, or human machines. They were created before the idea of human beings was even conceived in the mind of the Creator God. You were not the first thought, nor were you the first creation. You were not the reason for creation. 
The reason for creation will astound you. It may make you angry and hurt your pride, because you were not the reason. But to say you were the reason would be to deceive you. And as I am of heaven, so I am also a speaker of truth. The reason for creation was for the omnipotent, omniscient creator to experience everything that could be created through the supernatural power to create. That was the exclusive power of the creator. This power emanated from the cosmic intelligence that first created a cosmic web and then a spiritual web and then a matter web. This cosmic power was not a mortal power, nor was it a human power. And once everything had been created from the very fabric of the Creator, so everything was part of the Creator. And through the open channels that connected them, Creator to creation, the Creator lived through each creation, and each creation knew the life and mind of the Creator. And only after everything had been known through all of creation, it was then the Creator decided to create the final and last natural life form. And this is where the story of man begins. As the process of creation began with an environment to sustain life, and then life was created to feed from that environment, and in turn sustain that environment, so each creation procreated itself, and the new creation also fed from the environment and sustained the environment. So when the Creator decided to make man, two creatures from the animal kingdom already present on earth were chosen, one to carry the seed of man and one to carry the egg, and to hold that egg through gestation to birth, and those chosen for the task were the hominidae apes. But unlike the apes that spawned them, man grew apart from his natural organic nature, and he grew apart from serving the environment that fed and sustained him. He became an intruder in the web of life, waging war and destruction against all natural and organic life forms, while he believed himself to be greater than what was natural and organic. As he believed himself to be greater than what was natural and organic, so he thought to replace all that was natural and organic with what was synthetic and artificial, and he set his mind to these inventions as his testament to his own power to create the unnatural. He celebrated the death and destruction of his natural and organic world and raised himself as a hero and a conqueror, while all around him flowed rivers of blood from his natural organic victims, and all around him lakes, streams, rivers, and oceans became poisoned by his synthetic waste. The forests were stripped bare, the mountains were leveled, the land was desecrated, and the animal kingdoms were slaughtered, and the very air that life needed to breathe was poisoned. But nothing stopped man's maniacal pursuit of the artificial and synthetic world he sought to build, and as the poisons began to affect his body and his genetic coding, all of his offspring were born with deformities and diseases, and his own body could not cleanse itself anymore. But man remained in defiance. His solution was to create machines that breathed for him, and he carried these machines around, and he created machines that would keep his heart beating, and for these he was confined to bed. Machines that cleaned his blood confined him to a chair for hours at a time, and machines that carried the liquid and solid waste out of his body he wore on his body 
because he could not live without them. He was now toxic and could no longer live a natural life. He has tubes coming out of his nose that carry oxygen to his lungs, tubes coming from his stomach in order to feed him, and tubes coming from the waste removal parts of his body in order to filter the poisons. And while man has degraded in mind and body through his poisonous inventions, he has named himself a god. But does it make sense that a superior mind would do these things? Does it make sense that a superior mind would think of nothing but destruction? Does it make sense that a superior mind would think of nothing else but how well it could orchestrate killing and mayhem? It doesn't make sense that a superior mind would spend its time thinking of these things. So why do you believe this is God? Furthermore, why do you assume you are God when you think this way? Do you realize your planet speaks volumes to me about the minds of men? Would you like to know what she says? She tells me how you rape her lands and poison her environments. She tells me how you destroy her ecosystems. Your own people speak of your murder, torture, your persecution, your crimes against humanity, race, the economic classes, the elderly, the infirmed, crimes and discrimination against the fairer sex and other human cultures, and the war against the animal kingdoms that has been going on since you made an industry of animal death, torture, and mutilation. All of these things are evidence of the inferior minds of man that have taken over the earth, the planet that once held the first home of God, Eden. It has been seen that Eden has been captured by invaders, human invaders, that have conquered her lands and set about purposefully and carelessly destroying her through the overpopulation of their own human species and through programming their human species in the man-made art of the total destruction of life. Humans have made destruction an art form, for they personify destruction as generation after generation leave nothing but destruction in their wake. Humans make destruction a culture all its own, and they promote it through propaganda, calling it human advancement, human evolution, and economic and technological prosperity. But your world is crumbling as we speak, and your illusions will fail you as your blinders are pulled away from your eyes, for the war is taking a turn, and this turn will not be in your favor. You have had your reign of terror for thousands of years, and now that reign is coming to an end. From all four corners of the world, life is being called back to its source. From the cosmic beginning to the spiritual end, from the waters and the land, all of life that is a part of the cosmic creator is being called. The mortal destroyers that think they are winning the war against the Creator are actually just destroying themselves, for all that belong to the Creator are being called, and all will rise in the Creator, until the destroyers are left alone on their dying planet, with nothing left to destroy but each other. And the destroyers will fight, and they will kill until the last destroyer is gone, because the destroyer mind has no friends, the destroyer mind has no allies, the destroyer only uses people, and those people that fall under his spell only seek the power to destroy. One by one they will fall as the kingdom of the destroyers crumbles to the ground in the rubble of technological waste, in the filth and misery of the suffering the destroyers caused. And while their death industries lay in rubble, poisoned waste will flow like bloody water and cover all that remains. This 
is a prophetic look into what is to come in your end times. Coming out of the cosmic stream, on our next episode of Cosmic Christ Podcast, Jesus continues his dissertation on the Edenic mind, and Enoch delivers a speech on the measure of time and the seasons of the mind. This is Weaver Christ. May peace be with you, and thank you for listening.